Hello and welcome to Consumed by TV. I'm Alexi Soto, aka Apollo Black. I'm Jose Santana, no other name. And you're tuning in for Consumed by TV. Our first topic uh, and our first episode or podcast ever is Community, the TV show. Created by Dan Harmon. Uh, actors like Jillian Jacobs, uh, Danny Putty, Joel McHale, Jim Rash, and... Yvette Nicole Brown, Chevy Chase, Donald, Donald Glover, Glover, and Allison Brie. Oh, yes. Um, and then, oh, guest star would be John Oliver this episode. Who plays... Duncan. Duncan. Uh, we'll be doing breakdowns, analyzing all the videos, hunting for Easter eggs in the shows, uh, reviewing everything there is to know, and just talking, our, giving our discussions, our topics, our opinions on the show from the beginning to end of the series, arc by arc, uh, episode by episode, week by week. Season by season. Six seasons in a movie. Uh, we're starting off with episode one. The pilot episode. Uh, the pilot episode. Uh, just called Pilot. Uh, and it's basically the beginning intro of, uh, you know, Jeff trying to ease his way through Greendale Community College. To get his bachelor's degree to become a lawyer again. Because he was a lawyer, you know. His uh, degree from Columbia was from Columbia, the Columbia. country, not the state or the university. Alright, so let's see. I guess we could start off. The first person to show was the dean. Who was not a main character this season. No, he wasn't a main character, but he did have the first role of opening opening credits and opening intro to the show, or episode. Now, real quick, fun fact. Hulu has the full pilot, unlike Netflix. Throwing that out there, if you're going to watch it, watch the pilot on Hulu. Definitely recommend Hulu to watch basically all your shows, but Community, if you want to get the rundown for it, yeah, I would recommend Hulu. The best way to view it. Now, if Netflix give us, gives us our movie... I will promote Netflix. And that's why I think Netflix picked it up. Like, honestly, Netflix picked up a show that was already finished to promote it to other people to see what, like... And I'm pretty sure it's this way. To see what it would do. To see how it would grow to a new community. And, uh, I mean, if it gets enough love, I'm pretty sure the movie would come out. Netflix would be the type of person to make a movie out of it. I mean, a movie out of everything else. Yeah. Great TV shows no one asked for. I mean, as long as it's not... As long as they stop doing animated ser- animated series into animated movies or live actions, I'm good. Because the live action movies that they have for animated series aren't that good. So as long as they don't do anything wrong to Community, I'm perfect. Bring back Dan Hammerin. I don't think they'll do anything to mess Community up as long as Dan Harmon's at the helm. Bring uh, and Ryan Ridley comes back. back. Yeah, bring Ryan Ridley back. And everyone comes back. There's no incest episodes. He, he, he can keep that to himself. Alright, so like I said, the first scene is the Dean welcoming everyone, and pretty much in that little opening monologue, they show every character except Jeff, Jeff, Abed, and Annie. Oh yeah, they don't show Annie. They they cut to Troy, they cut to uh, Shirley, they, Shirley, and then Pierce. Pierce. And Britta. And Britta sitting and Britta. on the yeah, Britta sitting on the, the the bench. And then it cuts to Abed and Jeff talking about Britta, and then we don't get Annie until roughly ten minutes into the show. Yeah, it is 10 minutes. She doesn't come until 10 minutes. Because they go through the whole Jeff inviting Britta for the, 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 study the, group the study group that he's holding. They're pretending to hold so that way he can get in bed with her. Pretty that's much. the whole concept. And that's pretty much the concept of community if you think about it. The first episode is, is a man who creates a, sta- a Spanish study group just to nail the blonde, the hot blonde that's in his group. Truly. I have more on Britta, but you know, 
That'll be for later seasons. Britta season one is superior versus the rest of the seasons. Also, spoiler to anybody who hasn't watched it or just looking out at people who like who like hunting or like things, make sure you check out every backboard in the study room if you happen to watch the episode or if you know what I'm talking about. You can like chime in in the comments below or in the comments when this video gets when this podcast gets posted. Uh, they can leave voice memos on Anchor. Yeah, and you can do the same thing on uh, on speaker as well. On speaker, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out all the blackboards and chalkboards in the in room, and they all specifically say something to either dedicate it to the episode or dedicate it to the arc that they're in into. All right, so I want to do a breakdown on Jeff because he is the community. He's the main lead of the show. He is the lead of the show. Let's see, Jeff Winger former attorney who's got to go back and get his bachelor's degree would say womanizer in a sense yeah he is a womanizer a womanizer grade a manipulator very good but that's because he's a lawyer he's a good yeah. liar he's not a manipulator he's, okay, a, good liar. he's a good liar but he can manipulate a situation to his favor yes he can so gotta give him that and then you can go to Abed 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 is the meta of the show. He is the one that breaks the fourth walls down. He's the one that has all the references you need from any fandom or any movie inside of a show within a show. Abed, in one sentence, Abed gives you... What is it? He gives you a bowl of soup because he's better for you. Abed is better. Abed's pop culture. It is true. All right, Britta... I've got some words for Britta. Britta's last name is Perry, right? Britta Perry? Yeah, Britta yeah, Perry. Yes, Britta Perry. The hot blonde that Jeff's trying to sleep with, which is the overall arc of season one. Yeah. In a sense. She starts off a sh- like sure of herself in a sense. She knows she's made some mistakes in life. Yeah, she's a an activist who an didn't activist graduate high school. Who dropped out of high school to follow what was it? I don't think it was Radiohead. Followed some band across tour. I think it was Fish. Fish, something with. I fish. think it was Fish because Annie yeah. uses it in a different season. She's like, I traveled around the world, you know, following Fish with yeah. PH. So, because she thought that would make them notice her. Mm-hmm. Overall, Britta's character she's basically the activist of the group you know a wannabe activist wannabe you say that lightly she's as you learn later on Britta Britta's it all which is a key reference of saying uh messed it up in a big way she sure does all right next let's go we finally get an introduction of Annie introduction you want to do Annie or want to do Troy I'll do Troy because I know Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. All right, let's do Troy, who's played by Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, a rapper, an actor, an artist, a composer, but a his director. Character, his mm-hmm. character in the show. Character in the show, a high school player or a high school football player who didn't make it all the way because he dislocated how do I say it? his shoulders. He dislocated his shoulders on accident because he was just feeling under pressure going into college. With the high school mentality that he is the best because he was the best on his football team. Yeah, that sums up his character. And then next to Troy, we'd have Pierce. Pierce Hawthorne of Hawthorne Wipes. Pierce is the old man in the group. The antagonist for like the first season until Chang is introduced. 
I mean, slowly into season two still, though. He's still kind of like the villain. Well, he's the villain all the way until, until he dies. And then they lean on Chang more. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he dies. Sorry, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. He dies. It's not that sad, let's be honest. You'll see if you watch the show or if you already watched it. Pierce, if you already watched it, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. So Pierce Hawthorne, the old man of the group, he's rich, he's got millions. Racist, sexualizes Shirley. And Not sexualizing Shirley. Okay. Like basically harassment. Sexual harassment against Shirley. Sexually harassing Shirley. He he does anything creepy that a white old man, no offense, can do to a single mother in college. He has a single mother with two boys. Who every time they bring him on screen I put a different set of actors. They are never the same actors playing her boys. Each time it's a new set of children. No. Yes. Really? Yes. I'm trying to think of the scene where... Uh, season one, they show them. It's a different set. Then the last time we see them is in season five, and they're, they're never the same. I could have sworn the same kids were the same kids from the wedding episode, too. Nope. Can't look me in the eye. Yeah, no, I think it's each time they're different actors. And That's each... crazy. Yeah. I just messed up. All right. Couldn't even give her kids that laugh throughout the entire season? Well, I think because the actors that play the kids... Well, they got older, but every time you saw the kids, it never seemed like they really got older. No, they never got older. They looked the same. Alright, next up we've got Annie Edison, played by Allison Breed. Uh-huh. Little Annie Adderall. <laughs> Little Annie Adderall. Annie, I feel like season one, episode one, rule follower, kind of uptight. Uh, and the best ways to put it is a stuck-up l- former valedictorian. Former valedictorian. Uh, how can we put this? The the know-it-all goody two-shoes girl who had a most serious breakdown because she was addicted to Adderall. Because the guy she liked didn't notice her in high school. A.K.A. Troy Barnes more to that as the season goes on mm-hmm. but she is the emphasis of the girl or the naughty school girl who doesn't get her way but not in a sexual way either like she's the girl that if she doesn't get her way she will throw a tantrum or she will try to manipulate it or cry in front of you to get it to go her way which they refer to as the Disney princess face yep the Disney princess face because she was in an episode of Hannah Montana I forgot about that yeah that is hilarious. No wonder. And also, the actress that plays Annie Allison Brie, at the same time, the community is on air. She is still, I believe, a recurring character in Mad Men. Um, Mad Men? Mad Men, yeah. On AMC. Well, I think I know she, while she was still filming, she filmed the movie with um, the Anchorman guy. Because she was in a movie with him. They show her butt. <laughs> they show her butt. Mm-hmm. And then, what was the... F- I think that ran through the study group, right? Yeah, we went through the study group. We, we talked about... the study group? Mm-hmm. I mean, the pilot episode doesn't feature Chang, but he is their Spanish teacher. Yeah, you see them... In the beginning, you see them in a Spanish room, but you never see the Spanish teacher. They're just basically ending class and walking out. And Chang is played by Ken Jong. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. Ken Jong. Probably butchering it. From the Hangovers movies. Also from 
Dr. Ken? Dr. Ken on ABC, but that was after Community. After right? Community, after Hangover, yeah. Because he was a real doctor. Yeah, he still is Our a real doctor. No, he's not. Oh, he let his he, license expire? He let his license expire. He said yeah. it in his last... He said it in his last um, Netflix but, special. Oh, see, I don't keep up. Um, what is it? Uh, don't upstand me, ho? Or... I love you, ho. I love you, ho. Oh. He says that, like... He goes, I am. A, I was a doctor. I did da-da-da-da-da. But, uh... I finally, when I finally got my acting career, I, I went back to work a couple of days later, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to do this. I'm an actor. And he literally just quits and goes straight back to acting and goes back to filming the rest of Hangover. He just quit his job midway. His yeah. wife is still a doctor, though. See, if I was him, I would have still let my license be because, like, that's a flex. But he still, he, I mean, he still doesn't he's practice still a, it, but he still, still uses it. Yeah, he's still like a doctor, like, but. His interview with uh on Hot Ones We Feast when he did the Hot Ones that wing episode. Yeah. They had him like use his medical, like the guy was like, Can you check me give me an examination? You know, like yeah. not allowed to give me an examination, but can you examine me? And he examined him live on the, the episode. Alright. But yeah, he's I not guess. a doctor anymore. He's a pure actor. Actor, comedian, and uh father. With respect to him, because I personally feel like he plays one note. And his wife is a, a survivor of cancer. Dang. Mm-hmm. They found out when she he was filming Hangover. Oof. Mm-hmm. And then the director of Hangover flown him out each and every day to be with his wife and then flew his wife out after uh uh chemotherapy. That way she could be with him still. So he like the the producer himself flew uh Ken Chung out or Ken Jung out and just gave him what he needed. Nice. All right, let's get, I guess, into the episode. So, like, it basically starts off with the dean trying to give a heartfelt speech that goes wrong. Because he's missing a card. He's missing one card. He's missing a card. And then we never know what the card says. We never find the card either. He just has to look around the floor and just and link up, but and you never it, find the card. Then it cuts to Abed and Jeff. And Jeff is asking, well, the question was, what's, what's the, the question time? I asked? Well, what was the time? But the way he phrases it is, uh, what, uh, answer to the question I asked you and he's like half past 11 when you first asked me and then he asks about Britta when he says he doesn't know much then he spills out a whole bunch of facts that I only got I only talked to her once while uh, uh, lending her a pencil she has two older brothers who one of them works with kids who has a special disorder who I might want to look into and then um, she's under pressure because she has to study for this final or the midterm exam and she doesn't think that uh, don't be offended if she uh, feels or uh is coy or rude to you. And then, she's just being a bitch. Yeah, and then Jeff is like, Abed, you are... I see the use for you now. Yeah, I see the use for you now. And then Abed's like, uh, that's the nicest thing everyone said to me. Boom. Now, Britta has two older brothers. They are never brought up again. After episode one, or even after, after any episode, when they introduce Britta's family... Or Berta's parents in general speaking because they introduced her mother and her father. That's not until season six, though. Nobody ever. The story never picks up. There's never an introduction or never a point where the, the mother and father would be like, oh, your brothers or, you know, it is always about Britta. Britta is an only child, but in the first episode, but, they say that she has two older brothers. So the thing with that is, I get, I think that's a continuity error, but also since Britta's the baby... You know, the hence when his three children, the parents I don't really think care about the baby. But that's the thing. I don't think it's a continuity error because if it was a continuity error, there would be an error with Andy's brother too. And there is an error with Andy's brother because Andy's brother shows up in that one episode and she talks about him all the time. Yeah. He's also in the episode of when Chang goes crazy in the theater that he's like, he thinks he's a ghost. In that old timey picture, Britta's, uh, Andy's, Andy's brother is in the picture. 
behind Chang. Huh, interesting. See, yeah, wait till we get that. to that episode. I'll, I'll right. show you. Amy's brother is in that old-timey picture in 2014. So why is he in the picture? And that's what I'm saying. If it's a continuity error with siblings, then there should be a big error there. So I'm saying somebody either thought of the concept and then just got rid of it. Yeah. They gave the brother to Annie instead of Britta. <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure Annie's brother was going to be a different character. I mean, he's only in one episode, technically. Yeah, he's in one episode. The, um, the moving in episode after Troy... Or no, yeah, it's after Troy when Abed when Abed goes through his little breakdown of a yeah trying to find peace again, trying to find roommates. Uh huh. Well, third roommate because a third know. roommate because the balance was thrown off. Let's see, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So, so the pilot, the gist of it, Jeff's trying to sleep with Britta, starts a fake study group that's supposed to be just Britta. Uh, Britta invites Abed, so and- we think it's never confirmed. Oh yeah, so we never confirmed. We never, we never actually get to know why, how Abed joined the group. We don't know if Britta confronted him or he just uh, popped up. He just popped up into the library, just like seeing uh, Britta sit there, and Britta was like, "Yeah, just come sit down." But then Jeff goes to the bathroom, and when he comes back, Abed had invited the rest of uh, the study group that will be known as Troy, Pierce, Shirley, and Annie. Mm-hmm. They're the four that come up later, and they all always sit in the same seats. Yeah, though the uh, Troy sits next to Abed. And Pierce. Uh, and Pierce. And then Abed sits next to Britta. Britta sits next to Jeff. Jeff sits by himself one seat away from Annie. Annie sits next to Shirley. And Shirley sits next to Pierce. So it goes in a circle uh, clockwise. From Jeff, Britta, Abed, Troy, Pierce, Shirley, Annie. And always a space next to Jeff. I mm-hmm. feel like that's just a sign that he always wants to be alone and independent. Mm-hmm. Until the last season where Duncan fills in that seat. For, for like three, three or three four episodes. episodes. And then yeah. Jim Rash fills in the seat. For the rest. Mm-hmm. Letting know that Jeff is no longer a loner, but a uh, somebody who's open up to having friends and family inside of a community. And community. Also community. Also college. on the topic of the pilot as well. From the beginning of the episode, Jeff is trying to cheat his way through college again. So he goes to uh, a therapist or a... Um, what's professor, it called? A professor. Professor Duncan. Professor Duncan, who who is a therapist? No, he's not a therapist. He's a psychologist. I think he does a psychology. Like he teaches psychology. He's a psychologist, a professor of psychology, and he's also one of the professors that has like admissions to all the answers. So Jeff literally goes to him trying to get all the answers for his first semester of all the tests and quizzes that he's gonna have. And uh, this is where he earns my respect because the professor tricks him by giving him a fake envelope just full of empty pages and getting his car. And taking his Lexus away, yeah. Which is a Lexus, and the professor drives a Prius. He drives a Prius. Yeah. A blue little Prius. Like a Prius Leaf kind of car. And then you get about midway to the episode where they start... uh, He comes back to the study group from after the bathroom, and after getting his little first uh, pamphlet from the professor, Duncan, where he meets the rest of the study group, and he turns them on each other... Yeah, he turns them on to start arguing against each other. That way he can try to get Britta away again. And then Britta goes, not until you fix this mess you made, and then... Yeah. He fixes the mess. He fixes the mess, but before fixing the mess, he gets uh, officially pranked by Duncan, where he goes and he confronts Duncan for lying to him, and Duncan's like, I'm going to teach you a lesson about cheating, because cheaters never prosper. And then Jeff takes his car back, and as he, in doing so, he walks through the community college Greendale uh, finds Pierce 
and as he's talking, Pierce talks to him, he's like, you remind me a lot of myself when I was young, you know, always eager to do something, always eager to get business down, and then the rest of the study group comes out, and they see how Pierce and... Pierce is talking to... Before they come out, when Pierce says that, Jeff's like, I deserve that. Oh, yeah, and he does deserve that. insult for Jeff. Yep. Um, There's a scene where, after confronting everybody, Jeff tries to confront Britta one more time. And I think it's before the scene we were just talking about, where he's like, I'll fix the group if you go to dinner with me. She says, yeah. And then right before... As if a dinner on Earth will make me fix how much of a douchebag you are. Yeah. And then after that whole confrontation, he fixes the whole argument. She's like, yeah, I lied. And seeing how much, like, you're a creep and you just fake this to get in my pants, you can leave. And then he ends up talking to Pierce and then... The rest of them come out. The rest of them come out, feel pity for him. They're, like, mouthing their words but not speaking. That's when Abed goes, can you guys hear me? Am he I thinks, deaf? Hello? Yeah, he thinks he's on mute. Yeah, he thinks, like, he went deaf in a... And basically, the episode ends with them going back into the library to study and officially becoming a study group for Spanish 101. And it ends... And there's, like, a Breakfast Club reference, and then it ends with a Breakfast Club song with the la, 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 But, yeah, that's how the episode ends for episode one. And then we get into episode two... Which has the theme song. The official theme song, yeah. The official theme song. And if you actually, and no offense, like, it's a, maybe not a spoiler warning, but like a, a warning warning, explicit warning. If you actually listen to the song and get to know the words of the song, the song is a song written about suicide. Uh, somebody trying to commit their suicide by failing at it. And so they just end up living with the terms they've come to accept. So don't go listening to the song if you're in a dark place just saying like community as a song that's the song they chose because it's also a symbolism of Jeff going through things that he can't understand or or wants to change or control he can't control that he needs to understand that and needs to take life as it is you can't always control everything in life you can't always get what you want Yep, and then don't drive to the theme song or you might die oh yeah we had a a quick quick side note we're up with uh, me and Jose or uh, it was 7-Eleven Day about six years ago. Five, six, six years, years ago. ago. And uh, 2014. Yeah, 2014. And we went to go get slushies. You know, go to 7-Eleven, get free slushies everywhere you go. Um, 7-Eleven. And we were driving. Well, if you, you live in Orlando, Florida, you'll know what we're talking about. We were driving down Goldenrod to Pershing. And on our way passing Curry Ford. The skating rink. The skating rink. We happened to make a left turn out of... No, a right no, turn out of that 7-Eleven. And driving down to go to Pershing, yeah, a car, a truck comes off and tries to cut Jose off the road. And with Jose turning the wheel, trying to get out of the way, another car comes out of the gas station and tries to trap Jose in the middle. And Jose hits the brake and slams the car on one side. It's literally wheeled on two wheels and the truck lands back on all four and the car is stuck for a second while everybody's looking at each other while the theme song of Community is playing in the background talking about hang me in a tree and take my breath away from me and we all look at each other and we just drive to the next 7-Eleven nobody ever speaks about it again but every time me and Jose hear the song the first thing that goes through our head is how we survived almost getting hit by two cars on slushy day which is why that means but did you die when when you're driving oh yeah but did you die though but did you die because we did it 
All we right. weren't the only two in the car either. I was happy. I was babysitting that day, so oh, I had yeah. my little brother who was like, I want to say tw- thirteen. I had my little sister who was literally like five or six, <laughs> and then we had uh, my brother's girlfriend in the car as well at the time, Helen. We were all going to get slushies. There was five of us in the car, and uh, it's the name drop for me. Huh? <laughs> it's the name drops for me. The name drops. Uh, anyways, we survived. We're here on making a podcast. Yeah, our first, our first podcast ever. Our first little introduction to our to our series to get you know to get so to get to know us. Like the pilot episode, which means we can only go up from here. Yes, sir. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons and a movie. I'm very hopeful we'll get that movie. Again, if you're tuning in, if you're listening, if you're trying to, if you're just finding us out, I am Alexi, aka Apollo Black. I'm Jose Santana. We are no other name. We are a podcast for pop culture, movies, TV shows, fandoms all around. Anything sci-fi, anything fiction, anything that you could probably get your hands on that's consumed you by TV. That's what we do. We analyze it. We break it down. We hunt those Easter eggs down till our eyes can't see anymore the screen after staring at screens for so long. If you have any shows or movies you want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, send them in. Let let us you know send those voice memos in. Let us hear what you wanna what you want to discuss as well. If you have any topics out there. All right, on to episode two, which the description basically says: <clears throat> While Jeff looks to use a Spanish class assignment to get close to Britta. Pierce has something altogether different in mind. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So it starts off, Jeff is late to the study group like usual. 30 minutes, right? With, yeah, he's about 30 minutes late, which takes place in the library, by the way. Their study group, they hold their their group meetings in a library inside of a hall, a hall room. Which means they're always signing... No, we learned that in the in the next in the season three that they never signed for the room. They just take it by they literally just walk into the room and take it. Yeah. But technically, you're supposed to sign into the room. But as a study group, they feel like it's their not entitled, but they feel they're entitled to the room because that's where they started. Which in this episode, if you look on the chalkboard, it tells them that they're supposed to sign in. Yeah, and that's a funny reference too because on the chalkboard, if you watch in the background, it says, uh, "No use of the room uh, unless you have prior administration from the from the front desk." <laughs> And so. basically, Jeff's running late. They haven't studied. Britta tries to start studying, and they all want to wait for Jeff. Yeah, and he cuts him off saying, no, we should wait. And so, so Britta becomes a advocate talking about how Jeff is say, almost the same thing as a, a, a reporter in Guatemala who got beaten to death. Because she oh, yeah. she she's not allowed to use her own words against them. True. So... Basically, Britta's the only one that sees Jeff for what he is. Everyone's basically fangirling over Jeff. Yeah, they're simping for Jeff. They are simps. I don't blame them. Have you seen Joel McHale? As the seasons go on. And then, as this, as this episode goes on, by the way, as we're talking about it, Ovin makes, like, the first literal reference to, like, a spoiler reference in the future. And Britta has to tell him that the news or real life doesn't have spoilers. There's no way to get a spoiler in life. That everything in reality is reality, and there's no constant like there's no likeness between TV shows that he watches. Yeah, Abba basically sees everything as rea- shows. Yeah, he sees it as a way. commentary. He sees it as a skit show or an after-school special. He sees it as, um, and not even that because it gets more advanced. Advanced than that he sees it as a multiverse. He sees that everything, everything that happens in this area of Greendale happens in multiple multiverses of Greendale. 
with different results. In, in each, yeah, each Which multiverse has different results. We get more into in season three with Remedial Chaos Theory? Yeah, Remedial Chaos Theory. And then you also get into, a little bit into it when they do the origins as well. Yes. And the season four finale. Yep. Which is up for discussion about season but four. But then we cut to Jeff walking into the room, talking and flirting his way through the room about how him being late is actually like the same as almost being on time or almost being like fashionably late to a party so it's acceptable also because he's like he, they always talk about things that matter and he's got basically he's got nothing going on or feels like he can't contribute yeah which so he just stays a, outside the group which is just a BS way of he doesn't want to open up to people not opening up and not wanting to hear their, their lives so now we get like the first I think we get the first official intro to Chang's Spanish class I think we're about to meet Chang after uh, this little breakaway uh, Jeff gives Britta a card so they're saying like he apologizes basically for the first episode of just trying to get into her pants without having remorse for the group which was two weeks ago in TV world and the card he gives her two. is a Jewish Optimus Prime Transformer reading the Torah respect I mean hey he has a he had, he did a little pop culture reference there he gave her a Transformer I love how Abed always pops up in the beginning when it, between like Britta and Jeff oh yeah the main conclusion before the tension gets sparky Yes. Like he call, she because calls him out and then Abed pops up. Dan Harmon says Jeff and Abed I can't remember on top of my head. They're basically one and the same. They are the same character. They're Jeff just po- points it out in that plan that Different spectrums. Mm-hmm. It's like what well, one basically one they could have been each other in a different world. Yep. Yep. Abed could have been because they pointed out in the season in the future, uh, you'll you'll get it. And again, like spoilers, but that's what we that's what we're here because we're breaking it down. And we've seen almost every episode, every season, almost a All million times. times. Um, Jeff has a small side that he's hiding where he's actually a really geeky nerd. He has an original first edition five comic books of the original Spider Man that he tries to sell uh, later on in the season. The Star Wars movie ticket. That the is Star Wars movie too. ticket. Of the first original Star Wars that when it got released, which was uh, The Phantom Menace. Uh, well, that was in that timeline, remember? Yeah. The prequels already had came out, but the community picks up from The Phantom Menace. Um, and he's a very geeky side, so in the fact that he could have been Abed maybe in another life or a multiverse, Abed is the same way. Abed is way too smart. He is very manipulative, even though it doesn't look like he's manipulating anybody. He is very manipulative with his metal references and his fourth wall breaks. This man breaks the fourth wall in so many ways that it made de- it literally looks like he could be the Deadpool of community. And what I love about Abed is they all try to make him realize the world's regular, but then they all conform to him. Yeah. And, and they go with him and all the crazy answers he makes up. Mm-hmm. Wasn't for Abed, we wouldn't have... Well, we wouldn't have the paintball episodes, because that was prior. But True. we wouldn't have the... Dungeons and Dragons. We, yeah, we would, Dungeons and Dragons would not have been a good episode. The Floor is Lava in Season the 5. The Floor is Lava episode, yep. Beautiful. What else? The Zombie episode. The, oh, the Pillow Fort. Pillow Fight. Pillow Fight. Pillow Fort uh, pillow, uh, pillow versus Blanket Fort. Yes. That one. Respect to that mm-hmm. one. And then we get an introduction of Senior Chang. They, you know, they come in and he makes a racial remark of... People always asking him why he teaches Spanish and why not martial arts or math or statistics or something else. And he's like, oh, it's it's in my nature, of course, because I'm Chinese to teach you something in the mystical arts, but it's not. I teach Spanish because I'm good at it. It will burn your face off, blow your mind out. And then he just, his name is El Tigre. Spoiler alert, he's not good at Spanish. 
spoiler on top of that, he makes a reference to how he became a Spanish teacher and he says that he got off by using references learned on Sesame Street. Not real sentences, not real words, no, 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 no. References from Sesame Street, which is like one word an episode. Truly. So the plot of this episode is he assigns them to basically have a conversation in Spanish. A five day. Yeah, five verbal words in Spanish. Uh, using five words to make a sentence. And you have to partner up. Under your seat there is a picture. And your partner will have the word matching the picture. Also, we get a brief intro to Starburns. And the reason his name is Starburns is because he has literally stars shaved into his sideburns. sideburns. So we get Jeff reading his card or looking for his card. And he sees that Abed and Britta, Britta have the same card. Gasa and House. So he's trying to switch with Abed so he can get closer to Britta. He offers to pay Abed, but Abed wants his shirt. Because he's been eyeing it since registration. So I guess that took place three weeks ago because that's what Britta says. Yep. She's been, he's been eyeing that shirt for three weeks. Uh, eventually, Jeff gets the card from him. He switches it, and it cuts to the scene where Jeff is wearing Abed's shirt, and Abed is wearing Jeff's shirt. And now Abed's confronting Britta, saying that, hey, it must have been a coincidence that we're partners. And then he's all flirting her up, talking about how they're going to discuss it. And boom, she switched cards too, yo. And we find out that she switches cards with Pierce. And then he says, what are the odds? Yeah, and then, yeah. Exactly what uh, Jeff said. What are the odds of that? What are the odds? And then, basically, we got our first mini-interaction of Pierce and Jeff together. Like, the first time they're on screen together, not the whole group, just uh, Pierce and uh, Jeff. Pierce and Jeff. Also, side note, Annie and Shirley are holding a protest for Guatemala. While this is happening, yeah, while this is happening in the background, uh... Shirley and uh, Annie, I think oh, yeah. names, right? Annie, Shirley and Annie. Shirley and Annie are having a protest, a uh, silent protest with a candle vigil and brownie giveaway. And a pinata. A pinata smashing to protest against the Guatemalans who murdered their... Um, I forget, but basically someone got beaten to death. Reporters. He was yeah, a reporter. reporter. He was a reporter. And they have a reporter pinata, and that's where they got the idea for the pinata. <laughs> What'd she say? It's poignant? It's or poignant, the... yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the point across. Yep. So then, Pierce and Pierce. Pierce isn't a really a bad guy in the first season until like a couple episodes after. He's the old man who's really trying to fit in into a world where it's filled with millennials and like younger people. He's literally like seventy years old. At this point, we know that Jeff, because of the birthday episode, he is twenty eight. Just no. Britta's twenty eight. Jeff. He was thirty two. He was yeah. thirty two because he's forty one in the episode. Yeah, because remember. The fun fact, birthday, they use the same birthday he has in real life as the Yeah. Actor, so. so Jeff is 32, um, and he, and Pierce is trying to get him to relate to him. So he's like, I want to invite you to a sausage fest. And of course, we all know what that is, really. But in Pierce's way, it's just a, a group of men meeting together to drink and smoke cigars. Um, Pierce gets his whole idea of like, trying to make a, a scene, a play with Jeff for their Spanish their project their duo match and Pierce just gets at this point he gets chaotic he gets racist with it he gets to a point where Jeff is like he doesn't want to be there he literally like prays to God like oh God what did I do for this okay so Jeff you said he's 32 but if he's going based off the actor he'd be in his late 30s 
That's what I'm saying. He's 32 because in the, the G.I. Joe episode, uh, Annie's like, well, I guess you were 32 because now you're 41. So even if we did take, we've been here for six years, even if you had to do the math. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I know him and Shirley are only technically two years, two years apart. apart. Uh-huh. Yeah. I believe Annie is the youngest. Annie is the youngest. Youngest, yes. Because Troy turns 21 before her. And she's still underage. Yeah. So they get her a fake ID. Oh, that's a good episode. That's a really great episode oh, when it comes man. up. Getting ahead of ourselves. But anywho, this whole series is A+. Like I said, recommend it. It's good. Watch it on Hulu. Um, there's only, what, there's been two episodes that have been re- actually removed removed from the entire series. And it's one is because The Dungeons Blackface. and Dragon, which is, they dub as Blackface. Um, Ken, then... uh, Ken, uh, Kevin Chang uh, gets, uh, he dresses up as a dark elf. And he paints his entire body black with uh, ears. I don't know what the other episode that gets removed. I, I know there's two episodes that got removed, though. I know there was a the Blackface episode and there was another episode. I don't remember which one it was, though. I don't remember the Blackface episode. Pretty sure it's the, the really, really, really uh, racist gay episode with Pierce. Not the one where they throw him apart and he's the, he's Huff, the man of honor. Not the Hawthorne Wipes episode? Not the Hawthorne Wipes episode. I think it was another episode. Or was that. it just a D&D? I think it's just a D&D. Because that's the time when when all the TV shows posted like on all media. They were like, we're getting rid of anything that has blackface in it, period. So they ran around to like every TV show, every movie, anything that had a scene with yeah. blackface. It was either deleted or removed. I think it's just the uh, season 2 episode 14, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Which I understand why they removed it. But that was a pivotal plot point. It was a it, But it was a good episode because of that. It, even though it was a little bit... Yes, we get it. Blackface is wrong. It's bad for the episode. He was a dark elf. He was being a, a cosplaying a character. But besides all the racist facts in the episode, the episode itself, the story itself, was a really good pivotal moment. What you need to understand the rest of the story because it changes from Pierce to, Ch- to Chang. Like, that was the last time Pierce is That's actually the, a yeah. bad guy. That is a transition. Because Pierce is the bad guy in that episode, and then it's a transition. Because I think the next episode after that... In season two was the Valentine's Day episode. Yep. Where Chang makes some, uh, dress up. Oh, yes. Oh, oh great. He got arrows now. Even friend- even more frightening. Okay. So, basically, like we said, Pierce and Jeff are trying to do their assignment. Pierce well, Jeff is trying to do the assignment. Pierce is trying to make a show out of it and, like, to ridicule Jeff. And, well, he's trying to become Jeff's best friend. By going through it with racist remarks and horrible, just being horrible Pierce. genocide. Just being Pierce. Because Pierce does learn and grow, in my opinion, to an extent. He's still got Pierce in him, but that's just I like old age and the way he was raised. Yeah, they go from Pierce without a filter to Pierce having a 25% filter. Just to make up for like the season of not being too raunchy or racy. Which is character development, nonetheless. And... That's saying something, because most older people won't change their ways. But um, you, also have, you also have to remember that Pierce, uh, the the actor, Chevy Chase, who plays Pierce, didn't want to be on the show after, I think, the third or fourth episode, uh, Joe McHale said, because of the way Dan Hammer treated him and the way the cast was treated on the set. Not only that, but remember, he's old, and I saw another boom, I saw another boom mic in the, in the background. Um, not only that, but he was old, and he didn't like waking up early in the morning to film. And then they'd have to be there sometimes late at night. And they'd have to be there super late at night to film all the episodes, like especially night episodes, which is episode two. It takes place during the day and at night. 
So he, he had a problem with not only the filming, the scheduling, but a problem with Dan Hammerin. And it's not... He wasn't the only one, because later on we find out Dan Hammerin had a lot of problems. He had alcohol abuse, substance that he went through. He was going through depression, his divorce. He went through uh, sexual harassment allegations and lawsuits. Went through a lot, which resulted in him being fired at the end of season three. Mm-hmm. And season four gets new showrunners. Yep, a new showrunner, and they get rid of the hammering storyboard line. Pretty which much. Which sucks. Which season four in the fandom isn't the strongest. Nope, season four is one of the weakest points there is. They do have at least... I don't they know. have a good... Uh, the, end, the, the last four episodes of season four are the best episodes. The intro to season four is horrible, but horrible. the last four episodes are the best four episodes you'll get. Like, those are the only four you should watch, technically, of season four. Yes, but also season four gives you the slow development of a certain couple. I don't want to spoil it. True, 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 true. We get a small, 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 small development. Which, if it was still under Dan Harmon, would have been it probably executed better. Up. It probably would have been a way better executed. But is what it is. Anyways, Dan Harmon comes back for season five. And the final season, season six, which NBC cancels and gets picked up by the former. But in season six, he's not on the storyboard either. He's, he's just, just he's just a like a co, basically somebody who oversees it. Like yeah, if he if he wants to say no, he can say no. But he wasn't allowed to be in the storyboard room. Like yeah. even though it was his storyboard and his circle board, he wasn't allowed to be in the story. It's he didn't make the stories. Basically, like what Shonda Rhimes did in Grey's Anatomy. Yep, and even the fact because I know this more, the uh, episode with. Uh, it's in the future, but there's an episode where Troy and Abed do a Freaky Friday skit, a bit. Yes. Jim Rash directed that episode. He wrote that episode because uh, Dan Hammond wasn't on set and wasn't on, allowed to write episodes. Jim Rash wrote the episode. That's why he said that he made it more about him to get the story back out there. Because he followed Dan Hammond's storyboard line. And that's what Dan Hammond was like. We need this season to come back with somebody more powerful at writing. And they wanted Jim Rash to do the writing, but the directors and editors didn't want him to be in the writing room either. He's just an actor. Yeah. Which is fucked up because Jim Rash has some really good ideas. Jim Rash. The Freaky Friday was a good episode, no matter what. It taught you episode. it taught you a lot about characters but within characters. I feel like Jim Rash was just a beautiful gem they didn't know they had right off yep. the bat. Oh yeah. Like he plays the Dean and like I honestly believe no other actor or actresses, if they were gonna switch to that direction. True could play the Dean the way he plays the Dean. It's his whole identity. Yes. You see what I did there? <laughs> oh, man. And then... We get the cut to... Uh, after the the little... The mishap in... Pierce sets himself on fire because he's drunk. Yeah, he comes out to face Jeff while he's talking to Berta at the protest. He catches his sleeve arm on fire trying to punch Jeff in the face. He, gets, he then throws himself into a, a water fountain... A water fountain that puts him out of fire. We cut Which, to... Do we ever see that water fountain again? No, but it is a reference. You get to see it later on in the future when Troy and Abed make wishes. Okay. I don't know if it's the same water fountain, but it's the only fountain in Greendale. Okay. So, then we cut to... Of course, going back to the Spanish uh, class, they have to do their presentations. Uh, Pierce walks in with Senior Chang. He tells him that Jeff betrayed him and sat him in the back, that he wants to do this by himself and get a, a, a separate grade. And as Chang is explaining this to the group, he says, Jeff, you can only fair thing is for you to get a C. And then let Pierce, Pierce go do by his thing. And then... But then Berta gives Jeff a look. And so Jeff stands up and says, no, that's oh, not yeah. fair. Because prior to that, they're all talking about how Chang's crazy. And Berta's like, you know what's crazy? That he paid me 
What, 20 bucks? Oh, that Pierce is crazy, not Chang. Yeah, Pierce is crazy. And that nobody likes Pierce, but he paid Britta $20 because he wanted to hang out with Jeff because he has nobody he can connect to except for Jeff. And if Jeff connects him, then the group would like him, etc. Uh-huh. And so that's the whole part of it. Now, they do their show. And let me guess, if you watch the episode because you're listening to us audio, if you watch the episode, they go from a whole skit of being racist to being gay flag holders to being robots to being kidnappers kidnapping. and kidnapping Andy. And she's crying. She's alone. crying to them. They... Stringing <laughs> silly string all over the classroom. They really don't utilize Annie yet. They don't no, utilize they, most of them. Yeah, they don't utilize a lot of them. It's mainly Jeff, Pierce, Abed, and Britta. Yeah. Are... Those, four, those four, four people you'll see a lot of in the beginning. In the beginning coming to a story mode. And it's, then... Yeah. Later on, you get Shirley, Troy, and Annie. And let me tell you, they don't disappoint. Ah. Like, some are better than others, but, like, they all have their flaws and whatnot. Did you say S? Yeah, so uh, Chang fails the boat for them for their acts that they did. But instead of giving both of them the same grade, he gives Jeff an F and then Pierce an F-. And can I add... Minuses and plus don't mean anything if you get to season six. Yeah, season five. Season five. Season five. Season five. It is a made-up standard by teachers who are petty to their students. And let me tell you, that does not sit well with little Amy Edison. No. But, uh, of course, we get back to Jeff trying to play it smooth because he was able to, you know, be friends with Pierce and try to impress Britta. That Britta tells him that no woman in the class would ever look at him as a sexually revival man again. And she walks away. And then she looks, she looks back. back. And so that gives Jeff the benefit of the doubt because she looks, you know, the one thing, if a woman looks back at you after she tells you no, you kind of still have a chance. And she happens to look back at Jeff and Jeff takes it as is, I have a chance. And then Pierce comes, they have a little conversation, they walk off, episode ends. Yeah, Pierce tells him about how his face, he, he does a certain face to make people like him more. And then the little end skit is Troy and Ovid on the couch. Which, I, I, I don't know if it's copyright or not, but I kind of want to play it. Yeah. But I kind of want to play it because you guys can hear it. There is a little beatboxing between Troy and Abed at the very end of the episode. It's like an end credit cutscene that you guys can listen to, and it's very funny. If you haven't seen the episode, go check it out. But we're gonna—I'm gonna play it for you right now so you guys can hear it because it's so fun and it's such a cute little thing that happens between Troy and Abed. Their friendship. Me llamo T-Bone, la araña discoteca Discoteca, boneca, la biblioteca Es un bigote grande, pero manteca Manteca, picote, chicate, pequeño Cabeza es nieve, cerveza es bueno Buenos días, me gusta papas Picote de la cabra, es que me bon días Yeah, boy, boy Yeah, what? And then Albert makes a reference saying that the film has been shot in 2009, and that's the year that the show takes place. So now we have our first Easter egg reference to, like, what year this show takes place in the timeline. And it is 2009 in Greendale Community College. But we don't know where Greendale actually is, do we? Connecticut. Connecticut? Connecticut. Okay. But it's based off Glendale, California. Yeah, Glendale. But I believe he bases that off Connecticut... Because in the season five episode with the whole Pierce Troy thing, mm-hmm. he's like, I've never left the state of Connecticut, I believe. But don't quote me on that. This- oh, yeah, I think, he, I think he does say Connecticut. Yeah. Don't fact check, but I think he does say, I never left the state of Connecticut. You've been doing more than me by traveling the seas. Yes. So, community. Which is super sad. 
Originally aired September 17th, 2009 to June 2nd, 2015. Fun fact, they also aired alongside Glee, which was filmed on the same same um, set. set area. Like Paramount Pictures, they both filmed there, I believe. And Abed's dad is played by the same actor that plays Principal Figgins in Glee. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. He is the principal in Glee. Yes. That's crazy. And later on in the season, you see this, there's a Glee episode because they made... Well, not a Glee episode. There's two Glee episodes. There's a, there's Glee episodes, but like... A parody of Glee. In a certain episode, they make fun of Glee during a certain, like, battle. Yeah. Which, yeah. basic spoiler, it's a paintball episode, which becomes iconic. And then the Glee kids start singing, and I forget what they say, but it's just... Hit me with your best shot. Yeah, they basically make fun of Glee, and they all they, they do that a lot because Glee was Glee was more popular uh-huh. than Community. Like, it took off. And so, they always have jokes to the Glee club, like, oh, first we go to states, then nationals, then region nationals, yeah. then junior, junior nationals, then regional state nationals, then regionals. I and thought this was like, regionals. Because I watched the commentary because I have the DVDs and they're like, we made fun of Glee because it's like, we're the little kids, they're the big kids. You can't pick on us. We can pick on you because you're popular. Yep. Type thing. Like, it's not going to affect you. Yep. Well, there's also a lot of reference to Glee in it. Like, a lot of the, sometimes the, uh, the dean will say something and it's a reference to Glee or it's like a reference to another show. Abed makes a lot of pop culture references and fourth wall references. In general, uh, Troy has a lot of butt references. He is something. He has a. He's a something fa- with a butt. He has. Fe- a he has a fascination fetish. with. Yeah, he has a butt fetish. He has fascination butt with fetish. butt things. Because let me tell you. And then Annie has a fascination with Troy. And then slowly a fascination with Jeff. Oh yeah, that fascination gets real strong real quick. Her and Jeff, and I'm telling you, it, it it's not shown or it's not told, it's not spoken, but if you find out the love triangles between. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Be sorry, between certain people in the group, you'll find out that honestly, what from what I see, and yeah, like I said, these are my opinions, it's my perspective. But I think, even though he made a group to 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 bang Britta, I think that he's on it when he develops feelings, he develops feelings for Annie. I think he's honestly oh, in love with Annie because Jeff and Britta are the same. Yep, season one, Britta with Jeff overall, they are hand in hand, can go toe to toe. Mm-hmm. Britta onwards, they dumb her down a bit, but she still can hold her own with Jeff. In a hold, sense. Yeah, she can hold her own against anybody, honestly, in that sense. Yeah, truly. That's pretty much the pilot and the second episode, which I don't think has an episode name, but let me I don't think any of them have an episode name. We can I can double check right now. Let's see. Um Oh, oh it's introduction to film. Oh no, hold no. on. Spanish 101 is the second episode. Yeah, Spanish 101 is the second episode. And then the third episode is Introduction to Film. Which will be next week's. Yeah, which will be next week's topic. Oh, and the first episode does have a title. It's called Community, but we call it Pilot. It's, it's Pilot. Yes, yeah, Pilot. It's the Pilot episode, and the second episode Spanish 101. Yeah. Each and about 21 minutes long, 22 minutes long at the most. On Hulu, the pilot is 25 minutes. Watch it on Hulu. Yeah, I, we recommend, like I said, don't go on Netflix to watch Community. Watch it on Hulu. There's only one episode missing from the entire six seasons. Watch it on Hulu. Have the fun. Have the benefit of the doubt. You're going to love this show. I guarantee you're going to love this show. And that's pretty much all we got for you. Until next week when we discuss Introduction to Film and Social Psychology, which are episodes three and four. Do you want to have them follow you anywhere? 
Uh, yeah, as we're ending now, um, again, I'm Alexi, aka, uh, Apollo Black. You can follow me on Twitch. I am a Twitch streamer. I do, I stream video games and, uh, just chatting events. You can follow me at, uh, twitch.tv slash ApolloBlack115. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at ApolloBlackNation. Uh, come hang out. Come, come tune in. We also have an Instagram for the podcast, Consumed by TV, where you can follow us there. Submit TV shows and movies you want us to watch. Leave comments. DM us to get up so we can have your opinions. Get in the conversation. Let us introduce a community that we're involved in and trying to get included in. Come stop by. Say hi. Let us know the first episode one. Give us some feedback. Good, bad. Let us know if you watch Community. If you haven't watched Community, if we're spoiling it for you, if you don't mind spoilers, let us know all your insight, all your details. That's all, folks. Until next week, have a great day. Great have a great night, day, great wherever night. Wherever it is in your time uh, zone. A great new year if you haven't been told a new year yet. Sorry it's so late. Sorry it's been here. Have a great new year. Thank you for tuning in. This Again, this is Consumed by TV. And uh, week by week, day by day, we'll let you know what's going on. Uh, tune in next time. Thank you again. Peace.